gonemobile.io. It's Gone Mobile. This episode is sponsored by Raygun. Discover, diagnose, and understand the root cause of error, crash, and performance issues in your apps in seconds. See how your apps are really performing and where they encounter problems with Raygun's incredible full-stack software intelligence platform. Raygun works with all major programming languages and platforms, including iOS, Android, and Xamarin, giving you full visibility over every issue affecting your users. I use Raygun in all of my own apps and highly recommend you give it a try. It only takes a few minutes and you're up and running in your app. Sign up for a free trial today over at raygun.com and make sure to thank them for sponsoring Gone Mobile. Welcome back to another episode of Gone Mobile. This episode is being recorded live at uh, Microsoft's Connect conference in, in New York City, and I'm, and I'm super excited to, to be joined by Gopi from the uh, Visual Studio Team Services team. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Greg. Hey, folks, I'm Gopi. My full name is Gopinath. I'm the Group Program Manager in Visual Studio Team Services team. I own most of the continuous delivery or the release management deployment solutions. Awesome. Yeah, and we've... I mean, Anyone who sort of follows me and things I talk about knows that I'm super into the, you know, quote unquote DevOps side of things. You know, and we've covered some amount of it on the show and especially some of the, the App Center stuff in the past that was announced yesterday. Um, but we've only sort of mentioned uh, team services, I think, in passing as part of, you know, what drives some of those app services features. So, so it seemed like a good opportunity, especially given, um, you know, everything announced at Connect to just take a step back and be like, well, you know, what does team services itself have to do with, with mobile and what, what can it offer developers? Awesome. Okay. So Visual Studio Team Services, if I have to just, you know, define it in, you know, one line, it is an enterprise class CI, CD and a DevOps system, right? With Visual Studio Team Services, you get your uh, bugs, work item tracking system, you get your source control system, you get your CI, CD, build and release automation, you get your full test automation platforms, you also get your wiki and marketplace uh, extensions where you know you can write your own extensions and, and host on it. So you know in the market today, if I just say, I think we are uniquely positioned. You know, we can serve small teams, we can serve medium, teams, we can serve really, really large teams. The VSTS is used inside Microsoft. You know, it scales up to roughly what, 20,000 people in Windows use it. And, you know, just purely from our perspective, the, again, VSTS is used by our own team and it gets deployed. It gets, you know, dock footed continuously just by our team. That's roughly 700, you know, engineers. So that's in a high-level intro. Now, on, 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 on what exactly are the components that are involved? Now, VSTS can be used for really, you know, any platform, any developer. That's what you've probably seen yesterday in the Connect conference too. You know, we, you know, people have been, you know, stressing on the new Microsoft is all about any developer, any language, any platform. So it doesn't matter whether you are a mobile customer, whether you are a you know, Node.js, whether you are working on Mac, it doesn't matter. We will support everybody and taking care of the entire DevOps cycle. So that's, in a nutshell, summary about VSTS. Awesome. So so if I'm, uh, you know, I'm an app developer, um, you know, maybe, maybe App Center is a good fit, maybe it's not. But let's say that I want to just start building and deploying my app. Um, let's just say it's a Xamarin app to, to start out with, and that's what a lot of our, our audience would be coming from. Um, what does it look like to to bring that into to VSTS? So 
Now, I'm sure, you know, yesterday you heard, you know, a bunch of announcements uh, from uh, VSTS and then the connector perspective. Today we have a Mac build pool. That's a, you know, big, big announcement. Now, if you're a mobile customer, you're working on Xamarin, you want to just to come on board onto the VSTS, we have built-in tasks that are available for your build and then the deployment. And before that, source control system is always available, and then we have TFPC-based resolution, and then if you guys are all hosted on Git, we have a built-in Git solution that is available. So you can just use on inside VSTS, you know, share, keep all your source code inside it. I think, you know, anybody can sign it up, up to five users, it is free, right? Five users free, you don't need to pay for it, and then you can just have, you know, infinite number of code repos. Now you're examining examining customer or you're a mobile customer, now you want to just build your uh, products. I think we have a first class support for building Xamarin applications, iOS applications, and Android applications. And we also have a built-in support for you to do you know, a bunch of Selenium testing that is needed. You can just you know go ahead and then run your Selenium test targeting again the Xamarin cloud that is available. We have built-in tasks that are available. So essentially you can just automate your we call it as developer team loop, right? So, you know, there are developer inner loop, there is a developer team loop, and then there is a customer loop. The inner loop is, you know, a guy who is working on his back and then trying to do the check-ins and then making sure he is testing it. The next part is the team loop is, you want to, you know, you want to check in your code. When you check in your code, you, you want to make sure that there are tests that are run automatically. That's where our VSTS CI/CD system will help. You can configure it end-to-end -end from your check-in, reaching all the way to the production, even to the Apple Store too, or the you know Play Store as well. But before that, the simplest things that you can automate, okay, my PR is submitted. Can I just make sure that before my PR gets merged into master, can it be fully tested? You can configure it. And all of these are our built-in tasks that are available. Okay, so so it really does sound like it, it amounts to you know taking a bunch of Lego pieces and arranging them in whatever sort of process that you want for building your particular app. Yes, and you know one of the stuff you know when I was just talking to I think in one keynote I think in Brand's keynote they did show a pipeline where you know you have, you know typically every you know organization every enterprise has a mobile application they have their front end they have their back end you can create mixed release pipelines. One pipeline is just taking care of only your uh, you know, mobile app deployment. The other two pipelines are completely taking care of your backend, frontend of your web services or APIs. You can configure them to sequentially deploy, you can configure them to parallelly deploy, or you can intermingle them so that you can actually, hey, you know, let me just deploy my application first to my dev environment, and also you know, create a new corresponding application and then test it against the mobile application against this environment. You can configure those pipelines. That's interesting, and then you could start to tie in builds of say your server-side stuff to building out your, your client-side stuff and your, your mobile application-side stuff because it's all sort of part of that cohesive system. Yes. That's, yes. that's really powerful. Um, and one of the other sides of, of VSTS that's, that in my opinion is, is definitely worth noting is that you can potentially have all of these things under sort of one virtual roof, have you? Like of, you know, your potentially your bug tracking and your release management and all of that sort of thing. Like VSTS offers all of that, right? Correct. It offers everything. It offers everything. And, you know, I just want to talk a little bit more about the pain point that, you know, we've been hearing people saying that, hey, you know, we had supported only, you know, Windows build, build agents and the hosted pool, and people were happy to get started with. 
when they started building the mobile applications, one of the big pain point is, if I have iOS code, I can just build only on my Mac. And everybody used to create their Mac agents under their table, and then, you know, just to keep them there, try to build it. But, you know, someday power is gone, or someday, you know, that system, you know, goes down, then they submit their builds, their builds are queued, it's not going through. It was super painful. So we just used to get continuous feedback saying that, how, how can you guys solve this problem? And, you know, that's when we just worked on it. In addition to, you know, Windows and Linux-based build pools, we now have Mac-based build pools as well available where you can, just like any other application, you can continuously build your application, test it, and deploy it. Right. Yeah, and, and this Mac build pool thing is definitely, um, I mean, it, it was sort of like a, a bullet point as part of a bigger keynote yesterday, but it, it stood out with, to me, it was as, as if there was like a spotlight on it because it was, I, I am someone that feels that pain that you were just talking about of, you know, we're in an office, we have a, a cloud full of um, Windows build, serve, uh, build agents running all of our other stuff. And then we have a Mac mini that runs in our office that we have to maintain that, you know, needs to be secured and connects out over the VPN to our build cluster so that that can run our Mac only builds. So seeing a bullet point of like, hey, we have dedicated Mac build agents is, is um, for me, super exciting and definitely something I want to dig into a little bit. Um, but also just out of curiosity, does that mean like prior to, I guess, yesterday slash today, um, was it not possible in VSTS alone to, to do iOS builds or, or Mac OS builds? Did you have to like shell out to some other colo or something like no, that? No, so you can actually do it, but the, the advantage of the hosted pool you know, that we are supporting is, otherwise you have to just create a you know, machine in your own enterprise and then maintain that machine. You need to make sure that it's always connected, it is always updated, and then any new software that is available, new SDKs that come in from you know, Mac OS, you have to install those. Now, when you're using the Mac hosted build pool, literally with just your developer PC, right, you can just connect to the cloud and then, you know, check in your source code. And from there, you can just use the cloud machine again to build, test, and deploy directly from there to the App Store. So what it is helping is now for enterprises, hey, you know what, other than you giving your developer, you know, boxes for your developers, you don't need to maintain any hardware inside your enterprise. The cloud will help you take care of that. The cloud will you know, take care of installing the right patches on those, making sure that the right SDKs that are available. So it just reduces the burden and then increases the team's productivity. Absolutely. So are these Mac agents built available for really any sort of build you want to throw at them? Does it have to be iOS or Android? I mean, you know, thinking through some of the stuff that, that we do, there's there's definitely some tools, you know, in you know, if you need to run some Ruby tools or even some JavaScript tools, sometimes things don't work perfectly on Windows and, you know, because the developers over there are all using Macs. So I can imagine it being useful even for that sort of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just not for the iOS-based applications. <laughs> If people are using Mac as their, you know, developer boxes and then they want to continue to use the same, you know, box as your build machine, you can just continue to use it. Yeah, that's beautiful. So it's just like another build pool that is available. And I will also just make one more point. <laughs> if I look at any of the CI CD systems that are available, nobody has these kind of support where, you know, the flexibility that is needed, where you know what, you don't need to maintain any, you know, um, special machines for your build agents. If you look at Jenkins, you need to create the Jenkins nodes for you to you know, build and then continuously talk to the Jenkins server. We are a pure software as a service. You get everything that is needed for your DevOps 
software as a service. So how much flexibility is there? Um, and again, I'm going to drive, drive in a little more on, on this Mac build agent side of things, if only because like, I know it's a huge pain point for, for me and my team in the past, so I'm sure it is for a lot of people. Um, how much flexibility is there in, say, software versions of what's on, on that machine, be it the, the Mac OS version or Xamarin version or Xcode or any of those? Like, there's, a, there's a lot of permutations of tools out there, right? Right. You know, we continuously publish and then we try to keep as latest as possible with respect to the OS and then the SDKs. Both the combinations, we try to keep it as latest as possible, but there is some latency that is always there. If there is a you know new Mac OS is available or there is a new SDK that is available, it may not immediately come out, but it'll just take some time and then we will provision, we will just keep those versions that are uh, you know available for the users. Is there any ability to say like that? Let's say our dev team said, well, we're not ready to make that jump from you know, Sierra to High Sierra into the new Xcode version that requires a bunch of iOS 11 specific things. Like Some of those version upgrades have a whole bunch of requirements that come with them. Um, is there flexibility in VSTS to say, well, I want to stay back on some old image version? Uh, you know, I think the OS versions will be a little bit difficult, but even OS versions, we also are a lot more cautious when we are upgrading it, right? But whereas the SDK and tools versions, for example, we pre-installed a bunch of SDK tools on those. Now, you know, you wanted something related to Ruby on Rails. I want Ruby on Rails, you know, version 3.4 need to be installed on it. We actually have tasks that, you know, we give it to the user. So in your pipeline, you can customize and then say, first install this, then download the source code. Whichever version that you wanted, you can just install it, download the source code, build it and then immediately you know, push that uh, machine into hibernate kind of a mode. That flexibility we support at the SDKs level, but okay. at the OS level, you know, I don't think we have much flexibility as of now. Sure, yeah, and, and the OS level changes I mean, once a year, so that's a little less drastic, but I know that you know, there's huge differences between Xcode you know, 9 and 10 and things like that, so it, it always gets, there's, there's a lot of nuances in there. Um, so at, at, at least when we're maintaining our own hardware, that's we at least have control over like when you make that sort of jump. So right, um, that's the trade-off. Right. So then, how does that? Where does that configuration live then? Like that says, um, you know, I want to be on you know a Mac build agent running this this version, um, you know, this version of Mac OS or this version of Xamarin, uh, that sort of thing. Like, would I be able to specify that in a configuration file in my repository, or is that specified all in VSTS itself? So today, all of that is specified in VSTS itself. Okay. Right, it is all specified in VSTS. You get baked images today, and we're just hearing you know, a bunch of feedback. We will probably first experiment with Windows of providing custom images. When I say custom images, hey, I actually want a container image. I want to just use my own container image as a you know hosted build agent. I think that's where we are first experimenting with. Then we will see you know how far we can go with the custom builds for Mac and all. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Um, so kind of going back to to VSTS itself and and thinking through how we can sort of build out the these pipelines. I'm sort of thinking through, you know. Some of what you mentioned before, but you know, being able to hook into external services as part of these pipelines of saying, let's say I, I make a check into to the master branch or some branch that you know matches a pattern uh, that that should build the app. It should run some tests. If those work, then maybe it should deploy you know run another barrage of tests against the app center 
device lab. And if those pass, maybe it should push a build out to, you know, App Center distribution or hockey app, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, what, is that, what does that integration look like with these external services that you want to tie into your pipeline? Right. Uh, you know, in fact, you know, when you're just talking one point, the back end of App Center is VSTS. Right. Right. VSTS in its back end, uh, sorry, the App Center and it's all back end. When you just go to the App Center and then very quickly configure the build and then the test, it is exactly using the VSTS pipeline, which it just creates and then manages it. Mm-hmm. The only difference between you know App Center and VSTS is, you know what, I think those pipelines are today not exposed to you. It is managing on its own because that's all basic functionality that users needed. But anytime you want to get a lot more deeper into it, you can just actually you know, go to the VSTS account. And then if you have the VSTS account, you have a lot more you know, complete flexibility, right? Complete flexibility, you know, today the basic app center one will just take care of triggering the belt, testing it, and then you know, distributing to the uh, environments. You can, if you have access to VSTS, you can even configure saying that, hey, you know, people who are familiar with uh, primarily Git, when you submit your pull request, can I run some more tests, right? For example, you know, whatever you have configured in the build, a subset of that, you can actually configure it as part of your pull request. So essentially every check-in, then it will build and it'll make sure that there are no, you know, build breaks with the, the, you know, pull request. It will also run some of the tests that are you are configured and then rest of the pipeline can go ahead and then take it forward. So that flexibility is 100% available. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that flexibility is, is to me, it's, it's where a lot of that power lies, right? Right. Um, so what, what other sort of, um, you know, components are there of, of VSTS that, that, might, that, that mobile, might help mobile developers sort of manage their, their life cycle and, um, you know, kind of keep, you know, move closer to, you know, the, that, um, you know, the, the continuous delivery model that everyone's always kind of striving to get to? Right, right. And, you know, I think this world, I, you know, you always hear DevOps, you always hear continuous <laughs> delivery, you hear Agile. You know, these are all different terms, but, you know, they're all complementing each other with respect to the agility, with respect to the productivity, with respect to how a small team or a large team can be competitive in this world. Mm-hmm. If you're not adopting these uh, technologies, it'll be a little bit harder for people to, you know, uh, you know, deliver a lot more faster and then be competitive. Now, VSTS, the first one is when I just talked about Agile, with respect to Agile, you can just do your full-fledged Agile, Kanban, or any of those, you know, backlog planning. You can say, hey, you know, my small team, here are the five user stories, or here are the five, you know, features that I would like to work in a sprint timeline, right? And your sprint can be three weeks, your sprint can be four weeks, based on whichever flexibility that you work on. So that entire planning segment is supported through work items, right? And now once you guys plan and then, you know, there is a very clear status that is available to you as an individual developer on, you know, when it when you started coding on it, when it just gets completed on it. And it also, once you update that work item, it will bubble up and the stakeholders also will know about it. So that's one segment called work item or planning. The second one is source control system where, you know, you can just store all your source code completely into a Git repo or a TFVC repo that you know you prefer. And with basic, uh, you know, free account, you can actually have five users, infinite number of Git repos. And these are all private repos, <laughs> unlike GitHub, you know, public repos. So that's the source control system that is helping. 
The next one is we call it as build and release. In, in the build and release, essentially you can actually continuously build, right? Continuously run unit test, continuously run functional test. Again, you can target the Xamarin uh, cloud, you know, of all the devices, and you can create a pipeline. Now pipeline is where release comes into the picture. Now as part of your pipeline, you can just say, hey, you know, I just deployed my updated web app. And along with this, here is my app. Let me just test out the new app on the Xamarin Cloud. So that's how the dev environment testing looks like. In the dev environment, you can just create phases. The phase one can be, let me just deploy my updated backend or you know, web, web APIs to you know, your internal dev environment. And you take the app, install on you know bunch of devices, validate against your dev environment because you want to make sure that my updates against uh, this environment, the new changes that you are rolling out continues to work too, right? And once you feel good about in the dev environment, then you will actually promote it. And you know just for simplicity, maybe you are promoting it directly to your distribution stuff. And when you want to distribute it, you actually deploy that same to a staging or a canary environment. And because it is on the canary environment, you will push some of these changes only to a limited set of uh, you know, users. Using hockey app, you now we have integration that is available. If you use App Center, you will get it for free. But you can actually customize and then use it completely on your own as well. Mm -hmm. So those are the four big components that are available. Gotcha. Planning, code, build and release, test. Yeah, and, and to me, the, the ability to sort of compose all those Lego blocks as they were, you know, in whatever way makes sense. Like that, that's where things start to get really powerful to me as like someone who's designed a lot of build systems for our stuff that has a lot of custom steps and different things that have to pull in from different areas. So that's, that's pretty powerful to have that flexibility. Right, right. Uh, you know, the advantage of us having, you know, because we are all integrated, these are all coming from a single VSTS system. So you can, you know, we call something called a traceability as an advantage. Assume you have released uh, release 10. I'm just calling it as release 10, or you know you released your version 10 of your mobile app version. Now, if you want to go back, what all changes that have been done in your version 10, you have full-fledged traceability that is available. You can just you know you can just click click click. You will reach in version 10. Here are the two builds that are used. One build is used for your web app deployment, and then the second build is, you know, whatever APK file is the one that is used for your mobile deployment. Mm -hmm. Now you can just drill down a little bit next level, saying that, okay, this APK file, what all code changes that are gone into it? You will get just a view of, here are the, you know, 10, 15 code changes that gone into just for this mobile deployment. And from there, you can actually go one more further level and then say, what all bug fixes have gone in, what all features have gone in, what all user stories have gone in. So that's the end-to-end -end integration advantage that you get mm -hmm. if you use all of these systems together. You can use each of those systems individually, or you can use all these systems together to get this advantage of uh, VSTS. Right, when you, when you use them all together, they know about each other and can light up that yes. additional context. Correct. I think that's what we call it as traceability. This is super, super important for most of the regulated industries, like finance industry, health industry, you know, mm. they 100% want to know because for their auditing requirements, who has done the code change, when was this, uh, you know, application, bank application, or any of those got updated and deployed it, you know, what kind of a bugs that gone into it. So you get the end-to-end -end traceability if you use that. Right. And it's funny you bring up um, you know, regulation and things. Like one of the other th the thoughts in my head that I, that I was going to bring up is just um, 
uh, as someone who works on uh, an e-commerce app where like we're PCI compliant as a company, like I, I'm curious what sort of uh, assurances the STS has for, for different compliance levels around maybe PCI or any of those other sorts of things. No, I think when it comes to the PCI, because we are not involved much into, what do you call, you know, any of the financing stuff, we're not storing any of the credit card or any of No, no. So from that perspective, you know, I don't think, you know, we're just helping developers to build their application, test their application, deploy their application, and then provide auditing of, you know, what code changes have gone in, who approved the, you know, build, who validated, who said that, hey, you know, this build is good to go to be deployed to production, because... And in these regulator industries, you know, you have a bug and then, you know, you just to push it out, sometimes it can cost a lot of money, right? right? A lot of users. Now you want to know who is accountable, who has done it, what kind of testing that is done. You will just get that full traceability that is available. Right. Yeah. And for our case, in the case of something like PCI, it's less about, you know, we wouldn't be sending credit cards into our build system I mean, unless someone did something horribly, horribly wrong. Um, but it would be more about... Um, the, the auditing, like you mentioned, and also just, you know, knowing that there's good security around, you know, access control security and audit trails and, and that sort of thing. Um, but given that it's being used internally by, you know, big teams at Microsoft and a lot of other companies, I imagine that that's pretty Correct. well catered to. Right. Yes. Cool. Um, which actually reminds me of something else that you sort of mentioned in, in passing towards the beginning of the show. And I, and I definitely want to call out to it because I, I think it speaks to sort of the amount of flexibility that that you're offering in BSTS, and you mentioned that, um, I mean, like your team is dog fooding your own product, which you know you'd sort of hope for and, and makes a lot of sense. Um, but you mentioned that the Windows team is also using this, so so you're talking very different scales of teams here. Like how how can you speak to to like some different sorts of scales that it's being. Um, dog-fooded on internally at Microsoft? Yeah, so uh, internally in Microsoft, VSTS is used by a five-member team, right? A five-member team to, you know, 20,000-member team. Hmm. And, um, you know, in fact, our team, I will just consider as equivalent to any good enterprise company. You know, our team, you know, roughly contains, you know, 500, 600 people. And then literally every day we have 600 pull requests, 200 to 300 builds that get generated, and then hundreds of thousands of tests that get run, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of tests. In every PR or in every pull request, we run 60,000 tests. So essentially, you know, now if you just you know, multiply it, there are like thousands of tests that get run every day. And then the builds that get deployed, I think we have daily hotfixes going on, we have daily deployments going on, that's how it scales up. Mm -hmm. And that's our team. Now, if I look at Windows team, Windows team is greater than 20,000 people. And then the kind mm. of challenges that we faced when we were trying to get Windows team onboarded is amazing. And then now, you know, one of the new innovations we have done is the Git repo is, Git is fantastic, super productive for developers. But when you have really, really large code bases, <laughs> insane code bases, because, you know, Windows is 20 years old, yeah. and then it is in- it's a lot of history in yeah, there. <laughs> few gigabytes. Right, when you have a few, few gigabytes, if anybody just goes to their dev box and then say, you know, git clone the Windows repo, <laughs> because it is gigabytes. Probably walk takes, away for a little while. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> takes so much time to download the entire repo. So we have done optimizations there called GVFS is a new stuff that we have introduced. And in fact, today, you know, whatever GVFS standard that we have built in and we have open sourced it and everybody is working with us. Source tree, you know, as a support, you know, our, you know, VSTS has a support 
and uh, yesterday even github announced that you know they will actually participate it and then they will make it as a native story for people so the the beauty of this gvfs is you know when you are running your commands the git clone repo today for windows takes few seconds right you will just get the repo but it doesn't have written anything to the hard disk mm-hmm. it just created a mapping saying that here is the stuff that i am needed then we need just to go into the each directory each source code and then you know here is the directory that you want to operate on that's when it will actually download the sources and then you know use it for you that's the only, that's one way it is scaling up and it all happens transparently without user even knowing right yeah and and that that's also why i wanted to to bring it up because i think it's a really powerful statement about the the scale to which it's being internally dogfooded like if something like windows can run on this it can scale pretty large cuz most code bases aren't going to be as large as windows or i hope right. not <laughs> yeah so. awesome um so that was that was a lot of awesome stuff is there is there anything um that we missed that you know mobile developers in in particular should should really know about vsts and i you know i think we have just covered i think one point i just want to reiterate vsts is for any developer any language any platform we have full fledged support for you know ios android xamarin you know any kind of applications that you know you want to write and then build there are built in tasks that are available and if you do want to build your own custom task that's a super easy there that's a super easy to build it and one more part that i just missed covering is you know we have yaml support that's coming in we just announced it yesterday again the yaml support where in addition to you know keeping everything in your source repo your deployment scripts you can now actually keep even your build scripts full fledged you know how exactly is my pipeline should behave as well in it awesome Well, everyone should go check it out. Hopefully, uh hopefully Connect was a good event for you and uh, and our city treated you well, but thanks so much for for taking time to chat. Thank you. Thanks a lot. And thanks as always for everyone for listening and we'll see you next time on Don Mobile.